and welcome back to another episode of Soccer from the Zoo's Kansas City Soccer Update. I'm Kyle Pinnell, and just the other week I talked with Sporting Kansas City midfielder Felipe Hernandez about his career so far, about his path to sporting and being a homegrown player, playing at every single level up until the first team where he's fighting for minutes just right now. I had such a blast with that conversation, and and today I had a similar conversation with another young sporting Kansas City player, this time with goalkeeper John Pulskamp, who, who's playing with SKC2, but is currently in Tucson training with the rest of the team in, in preseason. Uh, we talked for a good while just about his career so far and starting in California, playing against some very talented and recognizable players you'll get to hear about, and then playing it for AFC Bournemouth, and then just the psychological aspect of being a keeper and what that's been like for him. Uh, during his development, I, I thought it was a great conversation, and and without further ado, here 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 it is. Well, awesome. Uh, so, John, I just wanted to start with just how's your off season been? Of course, getting down to Tucson with the rest of the team now for preseason, but what have you been focusing on? What what's the past few months been like for you? Um, yeah, so off season was off season was good. Um, I, you know, I think it was needed after the year that we had with 2020. Um, I think everyone just dealing with the craziness uh, kind of from the start and having kind of the stop and picking things back up again uh, was weird. And it's kind of something that none of us had dealt with before. So off season was good. Um, it was a good time for, I think, all of us to kind of decompress and, and regroups because we've, we've come in flying now uh, this preseason. Yeah, you mentioned coming in flying. What's the first few weeks? I, I guess it's been, what, two weeks now about, maybe a little longer in Tucson for you guys. What what has that been like? And uh, just how, how's the energy and, and the vibe down, down in Arizona? Uh, yeah, so going on uh, a little over halfway now. Um, but in my opinion, it, it couldn't be better. Uh, personally, I feel really, really good. And, and I'd say the same for the team. Um, everyone's brought a really high standard so far and and I think we're we're looking really good for someone like yourself uh coming in getting getting a lot of time for SKC2 and getting this preseason opportunity with the first team what are some things that you're trying to do to stand out or at least trying to take away from preseason just while everyone's kind of in the same area at the same time which obviously won't be the case in a few weeks yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, getting the minutes in uh, with SKC2 is, is really important, not only for my development, but also getting Peter and the rest of the coaching staff to see me in in the game environment and playing in matches. Uh, but coming into this preseason, I'm just focusing on doing my individual role the best I can to to get results and, and to win. Um, and just kind of listening and learning from the guys ahead of me, learning from Tim, learning from the coaches, um, just kind of soaking in what they want me to do. So when we go into season, I'm in the position to best help the team. Awesome. Well, I think the last question I, I got off before all of that was, or, or your answer was kind of just following what the coaching staff and kind of listening and learning about what they want you to do during, during camp and, and so, one, how would you personally describe your style of play and 
how have you been adjusting it or, or tweaking it and improving it this preseason? Um, yeah, I would say personally, my style of play uh, is definitely uh, both in my demeanor as well as the way I actually play the position is uh, typically pretty aggressive. Um, you know, I like to be quick off my line, uh, but also have a certain presence on the field. Um, not just worrying about myself, but helping the guys around me and making sure everyone else is uh, just as switched on. Um, you know, ever since ever since I was young, I've kind of liked to be at the front of the charge, sort of speak. You know, kind of have a certain tendency to to want to lead. So I think that definitely plays a big part. Um, obviously, the coaches want me to continue that and to build off that. Um, but basically now with just trying to improve and, and break into the starting team is, is just kind of like the little things, little nuances off the ball where I'm at. Um, and then just the little decisions that come with that. Yeah. And when you're having those conversations or just with, with the rest of the group, what, what have those been like? And. Uh, and when you're learning, what do you kind of, what are some of those things maybe just in observing that you pick up from Tim and also some talented players and Kendall McIntosh there now and some other guys? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always, I've always had the mentality that you can learn from just about any player. Um, every player has something that they may do better than me or that I may think that they do really well. Um, so I'll always ask on what kind of, their thought processes going through those certain things um, and hope that, you know, if you piece enough information from different players, you can slowly start to kind of incorporate them all in, in your own game. Um, but yeah, so the way it typically goes is just a lot of questions, but also just a lot of just watching. Um, even when I'm out of the goal or it's not necessarily my turn to get reps in, I'm constantly watching the other guys to, try to pick up on little things that they're doing and have kind of a compare and contrast uh, scenario in my head. For sure. And can you think of an example of maybe one of those little things, I don't know, maybe in the last day or two that may seem small to anybody watching or who, who really doesn't get to watch at all that for you as, as a younger goalkeeper trying to break, break into the first team that you, you really take advantage of seeing those moments. And is there an example that kind of comes to mind? Um, yeah, I think one that happens quite regularly that I'm always looking at uh, that varies a lot between goalkeepers is our starting positions. Um, so on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, whether we're doing a drill, depending on whatever the drill is that we're doing, I'm always watching the other guys, see where they start. You know, Tim, for instance, likes so always start a bit higher. Um, and now watching Kendall, as he comes in, he starts a bit deeper. And I kind of compare where they are and what's happening because of their starting positions. Um, and then I try to then have those compare and contrast decisions in my head to see what then what I may think is, is the best and then kind of add that to my own style. So things like that, um, things like, you know, when we're playing out where they're under certain situations, where are they taking their first touches? Where are they positioning themselves? Are they going towards the ball? Are they checking away from the ball? Um, so then hopefully when I'm in and I get those same situations that they're in, I can kind of call on those memories and, and uh, hopefully do the job well. 
Yeah. And now I kind of want to go back to a little bit of your development. I know you're from California, right? Yeah. 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 And now you're in Kansas city and you played, I I believe both Northern in Northern and Southern California. What, what has that been like growing up on the West coast in really an an area really rich of soccer talent kind of um, getting your start there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always say, you know, I wouldn't trade, uh, the way I was brought up, uh, in the soccer sense for anything. Um, started off in Bakersfield, which is a very, uh, blue collar, hardworking town. Um, but kind of small, not as many resources, uh, to, I guess, grow beyond that level of, you know, academy and, and club soccer. Um, but I think in doing that, I learned a lot. I learned a lot on just working hard and kind of being the underdog. Um, so learning that and then moving on to join the LA galaxy, uh, which was like a whole new world, a totally different environment. Um, but coming in with that same mentality of playing with that chip on your shoulder and, and kind of winning at all costs. Um, so I learned a ton there, um, and then to transition there to go over to England. Um, and I was in England for quite a bit, um, playing over there and just kind of keeping that same mentality, but in, again, a totally different environment, something completely new, something out of my comfort zone was, I thought really, really good for me and and really kind of sculpted the player I am. Um, and then now coming to KC, uh, it's just gets kind of, you know, finer every, every stage along the way. Um, you know, I learn different things in all the different places I've been. Um, so now to kind of really get more settled in Kansas city, I think it's, it's coming together. Well, yeah, I, I saw you played in England and that's something I wanted to touch on in a few minutes, but when you were growing up and playing, playing in some of those with your club team in California, uh, like I kind of mentioned that obviously a area rich in rich in different types of talent. And you probably played a lot of talented players looking back. Is there a guy or two that uh, maybe is a name that people would know now, or, or just a guy you're just uh, that you played against that you're like, wow, just the talent you got to test yourself against early on in your career. Yeah. So I would say definitely, uh, I always say he's still one of the best players I've ever played with. And they're still a really, really good friend of mine, uh, in Alex Mendez, uh, at IX now, um, played with him obviously my whole time I was at galaxy, uh, great guy, great character and very, very, very talented. Um, and then same again with some of the other guys, uh, uh, Uli Yanez, who's at, uh, He's on loan now from Wolfsburg in Holland. Another guy, really talented player, great guy and a good friend. Um, and these are the guys that I think definitely they they help me. And being surrounded by those types of players, kind of, they bring you up to their level, and you you learn a lot by going against them. Okay, so Alex Mendez, Uliana, those type of guys. Uh, you say were they on your team or did you play against them? Uh, well, growing up, playing growing up. Yeah, yeah, playing against them initially uh, when I was playing for the team Bakersfield, but then to go mm-hmm. down and play for Galaxy, they became teammates and, and really good friends, so both. So so what I'm getting at there, when you're going against them and you're, you're in goal, what are some 
I'm not going to say tendencies, obviously, but when you're trying to defend against them, what is something you learned that maybe as a goalkeeper you can't do when facing them or they're coming through on goal? Because I'm sure that's happened a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you, you'd like to think it's kind of the same thing. It doesn't matter who you're going against, but in all reality, when you know you're going against a certain player, uh, certain things do change. Um, and when you're playing with them, long enough, you start to learn their tendencies, uh, which always makes it more interesting. But, but yeah, I mean, there's little things that I guess you learn and you pick up that they like to do. Um, and you try to use that to help you. Can you give an example of that without, I guess, being too specific, I guess, or if you don't want um, to, that's okay too. No, no, yeah. Uh, so like, for instance, uh, Uli playing on the wing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always on the wing. I don't think I've ever seen him, you know, really take it down the line and whip it in. He likes to cut in. He likes to cut in on his right foot uh, from the left side and wrap one far post. So just about any time he's on that right side, I, I'm kind of expecting that and I can position myself uh, in a certain way to deal with that better. Yeah. That, that makes sense. And I, I know I said a few, a few minutes ago, I, I wanted to learn a little bit more about your time in England, I believe with Bournemouth and you picking up little things along the way. Uh, what was something maybe that stood out from your time in England when you were there? Maybe something that you weren't taught growing up in the States that that's kind of maybe impacted your playing style today or, or something you've incorporated into your game that maybe, maybe it's an experience, maybe it's just something a coach told you that, that that's proven to be valuable for you in your career. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's something that I've had naturally, mostly from uh, my dad and, and my family um, and a little bit uh, at Galaxy because it was really enforced, enforced by Brian Claiborne, uh, the goalkeeper, or the I'm sorry, the academy coach there. Um, but I really noticed in England, and that is you're there to do a job and uh, it's win at all costs. And if you're not doing that job, then they're going to get somebody who can. And um, at the end of the day, you know, your teammates are your friends and they're good people and you like to, you know, be good with them. But at the same time, they're competition and, and they're people who are trying to take your job and trying to take that next contract from you. They're trying to take your shirt off your back, so to speak. So that was really emphasized over there. And that kind of just got drilled in my head from watching the starters there and talking to the coaches. And that is it's, it's cutthroat, but it's how it is. And and I think that's something I've always had in my head, but it really kind of got stamped into my mind there. Yeah. Uh, and as far as England goes, obviously on the field and that having that mentality is so, so important, but off the field, what were, is there anything, maybe a, a soccer memory or anything that kind of stands out that you'll remember from your time there um, just in general? Oh yeah. I mean, really, really the whole thing was, was a great experience. Um, but the goalkeeper there who at the time he wasn't starting, took the job as a starter, uh, in Aaron Ramsdale, um, just a great guy, great guy. He kind of took me under his wing, I guess you could say while I was there. Um, he lived nearby where I was staying and he would give me rides to training, rides to games. He'd invite me out with the friends, uh, afterwards and and he was just a really good guy so i definitely remember kind of all the little things he did that he probably doesn't he doesn't even think much of but i really appreciated kind of the 
camaraderie and and the kindness he showed me in my time there and just helping me on and off the field a lot. So still a good friend that I keep in touch with today. That's awesome. And going back a little bit again, I believe it was the other week uh, we heard from Kendall McIntosh about how, how he started uh, to become a keeper and how he said he was a little bit crazy is, is how it started for him. Uh, how about for you? How did, when, when did you become a keeper, whether it was something that was forced upon you at a youth level in quotes here or uh, something you decided to do? Do you remember when that moment was and how that came about? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's funny that Kendall says that cause it's, it's really kind of the same for me. Um, I'm the youngest of three boys. Uh, so I guess that just forced me to be kind of the tough wild child. Um, kind of just trying to survive at the bottom of the totem pole. But, uh, but yeah, I was always just kind of a real energetic kid with not much regard for, uh, for my safety and my, in my body, I was always jumping around and flying around. Um, so it was just kind of a good fit because I was one of the few kids who was willing to put his face in front of a ball and run around and dive. So, so I guess it just kind of naturally came to me and I liked it. Did you ever play in field? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well really from the start, I kind of gravitated towards the goal, but even in doing, even as a goalkeeper, playing in the Sunday leagues and playing mm-hmm. early on, my dad would make me go on the field or the coaches would, you know, still play me on the field, uh, probably for, probably just to have a laugh themselves. But I think it honestly helped me uh, quite a bit as well. Was that more of a defender position or were you one of those guys who was like goalie, but when you put me on the field, I'm going to play striker or forward. I'm just going to go uh, out and try and score. No, that was it. That was it. It was either goalkeeper and the few chances I got on the field, uh, they put me up top of course. And, course i'd always bang in a goal or two what age level was that um everywhere from like u8 to u14 really okay so how many goals would you think you you would have scored or you had scored i guess at that during in, those times I, i'd say in my in my field career i've had at least 10 goals because I've, I've went a couple seasons where i played quite a bit on the field I know I asked you what type of goalkeeper you are. What type of, what type of forward are you? When, when, when you did get that playing time, because I know it's something that maybe you'll do in trainings, but not, not as frequently, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I'd say similar to the way I play goalkeeper, very aggressive, uh, high probability of getting carded, but, uh, but lots of shots and lots of, uh, lots of headers, one aerial threat. Yeah. That, that, that about checks out and, and, you know, kind of get a little more serious real quick. What, yeah. what I always find interesting with, with that and, and players who go on to play goalkeeper and all of that is, is when you're playing at some of those levels, obviously it's, there's one position to play goalie, right? You're behind, you're behind maybe one other guy or you're starting in this competition there, but mm-hmm. it's not like when you're playing a field position growing up, you can be a winger, maybe kind of adjust positions that way. And there's just more ways for you to get on the field. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious from, from a mentality type aspect and making it to where you are today and obviously competing to get into the first team eventually and make that leap. How do you kind of, obviously the competitiveness you naturally have to have to do that, but what's that been like just knowing there's one spot on whatever team you've ever been on playing goalkeeper versus maybe one, two or three, depending on the team you play. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely adds to it. Um, and really, it just emphasizes even more. I mean, it applies to all the players, but really, especially the goalkeeper for those reasons you just named. And that is when you get your opportunity, you got to take it because the opportunities aren't going to be plentiful in the ways of getting subbed on in the 70th minute and getting, you know, chances maybe in different parts of the field. It's more so you're playing or you're not. Um, so when you get that opportunity to play, you got to take your opportunity. And, and that just comes through preparation and training and being able to go in then with confidence, knowing I'm ready for this, I'm prepared. And then you just got to take those opportunities as they come. Yeah. And playing like that for SKC two, gaining confidence, getting, getting to have that time, of course, growing up and through LA galaxy and then coming to Kansas city. Uh, I'm kind of curious, has there been something you've learned maybe getting that playing time, even at a USL championship level, which is a really good level of soccer in the United States that because you're playing more and getting the start there, that maybe you wouldn't have gotten if you're uh, with the first team, maybe a little too early where you're competing and you're getting time in trainings, but you're not getting time against real competition. Is there anything you've taken away from your time just with SKC too? Oh yeah. I mean, that's 100% holds a lot of weight with us. And that is, you know, not, nothing can replace minutes in a game on the field, whether that's in the USL or in the MLS. Um, game minutes are game minutes. And, and there's really nothing that can replace that. So getting the games with the second team is invaluable. It's, it, it's very, very, very important to be sharp and for those reasons that when that opportunity comes with the first team, it's not the first game that I've played in eight months. You know, it's not something that's going to be a completely new environment to be in. Um, so yeah, gain, gain a ton from, from getting the USL minutes with the second team. And from whether it be coaches or anything you've learned uh, again, cause you've talked about adapting and learning at each stuff you've been at. Is there one piece of advice maybe you've gotten um, maybe from a teammate, maybe just from a coach that that kind of hold tr holds true for you that you always have in the back of your head, whether it be on competing, competing for a place or whether it be on a mentality between the sticks or is there anything that kind of comes to mind there? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say the, the first one that pops up is something that uh, Peter always drills in kind of all of our heads. And that is, you know, the academy you're working on developing, uh, you know, then you bump up to the second team and, and you start to play and you're starting to learn the system that the club wants to play. Uh, but once you get to the first team, it, it's simply about getting results and it's simply about winning. And at the end of the day, hopefully bringing home that trophy. So even when it's little competitions and training, even if it's a little warm up game we're doing, uh, just to get our bodies moving, our mentality is still, well, no, I want to win this. It, it's, it's, I have to win this because when you set that tone from the smallest little competitions and training, then it comes a little bit easier in a game when stuff is really on the line. So I guess it would just be to win, find a way to win. <laughs> yeah. Did, was it Peter that played goalkeeper when he was during his playing days? I should know this, but. No, no, I don't think Peter no. is a goalkeeper, no. 
No, I, that's what I was trying to look up. I know there's a few coaches I did. I know he played at least. Um, yeah, yeah. No, definitely had uh, quite a career. I believe he was a, a center back. Yeah, that's what it was. I know he was a defender. Um, yeah. But kind of going away from that, um, I, I'm just going to ask, growing up, was there a goalkeeper or maybe someone you still watch that – you take things away from that's maybe not with sport in Kansas city. I know you can watch Tim Mealy, who's amazing at his craft and all these different guys, but was there a guy maybe turn on YouTube when you're at that U 12, U 13 level and you just watch again and again, or yeah. who was that player for you? Well, no, I mean, to this day, to this day, we still do that. Um, yeah, there, there's a few of them. Um, obviously growing up, uh, Neuer was, I mean, and he still is in my opinion, but he was hands down the best goalkeeper in the world. He was, he was brilliant. So just watching the best do their thing and watching the, his little movements, what he does, his little style, um, and just trying to kind of do those same things in my game. So he was always one growing up. Uh, and then as well as uh, Jordan Pickford, um, more so for his, the way he carries himself, his demeanor. Um, I think I'm very similar to him uh, in the way he kind of plays and just his style. Um, so I like to watch him a lot because I can kind of see a lot of similarities there. Well, and I know this has nothing to do with the conversation we're having, but as someone who is an Everton fan, <laughs> I, I have, I've seen go. him play a lot too. Um, and I know that's kind of off topic, but you just throw uh -huh. up Pickford and he's a guy I've watched a lot um, just naturally. Uh, uh, before I let you go, I know we've been talking for a while and, Growing up, or whether it be with Sporting or SEC2 or the Galaxy, what do you think has been the best save you've ever made? If you had to go back and if you have a mental tab running of, maybe you don't realize it at the time, but looking back, like, holy crap, how did I save that? Yeah. Is there anything that comes to mind for you? Um, hmm, that's, that's a tough one. I think it would have to go to one of the saves I made back in the academy days uh, with the Galaxy. Um not a not a playoff game or anything, just a regular academy season game. Uh, I believe it was against Arsenal uh, Academy, um, SoCal Arsenal. Um, just ball over the top. Uh, I held back first time volley to my left side, got a hand to it, and then it gone off to the side. And then just there was a guy obviously running onto it right there, and I just got up again, and he smashed the rebound and everyone kind of thought I was going in, but I was able to kind of reach up a top hand and, and, uh, and tip it over. But, uh, that's, that's one, that's a good memory. Um, and then I guess my best professional save, I'd say, uh, again, a tough one. Um, probably I'd say one, uh, in the USL last se or the 2019 season, um, against Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Uh, just a square ball across. The guy was in the six, uh, point blank, and just kind of made myself big and was able to to get it up and over the bar. That's awesome. I'm, I'm sure. I don't know when, when you're in goal and you make a save like that. Is that something you just kind of? It takes a little bit to kind of look back and and then have that realization, or is that something you know in the moment as soon as you make that save? And of course, danger's cleared down at the other end of the field. Um, gives you a little adrenaline boost. I don't know when when you kind of look back at those, what those moments and kind of 
take away from them, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, typically right after you 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 have an idea that that you you just made a really big play or or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's definitely a confidence booster in the game. Um, I think that's why a lot of times when you see keepers starting a game early, it ends up becoming a really good game, is because you know you make those saves early on, uh, you're feeling good, and it just kind of builds off of each other. Um, yeah, and then, but at the same time, you like to kind of think about it and remember it for the confidence boost, but just like a mistake, the whole short-term memory thing still applies. It's like, okay, good, got the job done there. Now it's on to the next. Now it's being ready uh, for whatever play comes next. So, Of course. Well, my final question for you then is your your time with Sporting Kansas City, and, and it's obviously very young. You just signed a homegrown contract last year, I believe, a little over a year ago. What so far, whether it be on the field, off the field, uh, at any one of these preseason camps or whatever, is there a favorite memory for you there or anything that kind of stands out to you right now at very early on? Hmm. Um, yeah, I would say best memory so far is just uh, really being part of the squad uh, a lot more towards the end of last season, um, being on the game day rosters for the, for the playoff run. Um, traveling with them towards kind of those latter big important games um, and just really being around those celebrating the wins and and just kind of being really around the team in those moments were, were really good memories. So yeah that was my conversation with Sporting Kansas City 2 goalkeeper John Poolskamp. I thought it was pretty insightful. I definitely enjoyed learning more about his path to Kansas City and whether it be in California and England, what he's picked up along the way, who he's learned from. I got a lot out of that, and I'm glad to, to be able to do things like these. And hopefully uh, those of you who listen to this podcast enjoy that as well. So with that being said, that's all from me until this Friday. There's a lot of sporting Kansas City news. I will go over in the next Kansas City soccer update as well as KCNWSL news. But for now, you can find the podcast wherever you can find your podcasts. You can find the show that is broadcasted live over KCOU.FM or on the TuneIn app every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Central. On Twitter, you can find the podcast at Soccer at the Zoo. That's Z-O-U. You can find myself at Kyle underscore Pinnell underscore. And yeah, Sporting Kansas City, they play again on Wednesday, I believe, against the Portland Timbers in preseason action. Be sure to follow along for that, but enjoy another week of soccer. And again, I'll be back on Friday.